What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Kind of Funny Games Cast Special Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside GameSpot's Peter Brown. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. Get up on that microphone. Don't be afraid. Yeah, yeah. You can scoot your chair. Oh. And there you go. Get all into it. So, weeks ago, you and I went to LA. We did. Got to play Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain for two days, back to back. Yeah. What did you think? So I'm a big Metal Gear fan, yep. so I was really excited going into it. Uh, was not disappointed. Yes. I'll be, I'm, I'm going to say it right now, and then I'll put all the ca- caveats at the end. Game of the year so far. In parentheses, so far. <laughs> right? Because right, my game of the year list so far is like Witcher 3. And yeah. then now that Metal Gear's here, it's like better. Now, where does Batman fall into that conversation? Where does Fallout fall in? I don't know. It all but, depends if they have horses, I think. Exactly. Well, that's the thing right now playing The Witcher. Yeah. Is I'm riding around in this horse, and I'm like, this is good. But Metal Gear's horse is so much better. <laughs> Snake's horse is so much better. It's smarter. It gets to you quicker when you call it in. But there's a lot to talk about for Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. Yeah. Uh, we have a whole bunch of regulations from Konami. They don't want, they don't want to spoiling the game for you. So you'll see me ch- check this every so often to make sure I don't go off book. No plot elements. Nothing like that. That's yeah. fine. Whatever. Um, I was... I mean, like, this is my notebook from the event. I'll, it'll one day be on eBay. And if you look at it, the first note I ever made, it's motherfucking Peace Walker. <laughs> this, this game is everything. I and Everyone knows on, on Kind of Funny that I'm a huge Peace Walker fan, right? Did you love Peace Walker? You know, I didn't get into it too much only because I wasn't into playing it in a portable format. And oh, then sure, when it sure, came sure. out for the HD collection, I was too busy and missed it. Yeah, there's a million other things going yeah. on. But... For me, sitting down to play this thing, like the presentation, the way they get into it, the way it's structured in terms of like, all right, we're going to go on these, you know, your side ops are over here, your main missions are over here, but then you start getting the base and building it out. And, you know, you're, all right, now you need this R&D wing and you get all these different materials. You go and I'm like, this is HD Peace Walker, this open world, go into these environments and sure, take care of the mission if you want to or wander all over and Folsom and gather resources and do this. I was like, I, I'm obsessed right now with thinking about it and getting that game again and just like the time I'm going to put into it, you know? Yeah, and it's interesting if you think about the amount of time that Kojima's put into it yeah. uh, because Peace Walker was initially supposed to be Metal Gear Solid Five, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not strange to see all these influences take place, but the game is gigantic. It's mm-hmm. massive and you have so much to play with using the mechanics that you were just talking about. I don't know if I'm ever going to finish that game. I'm honest. See, my, my concern is that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose myself to it. Yeah. Because this is like literally, it feels like the version of Metal Gear I've been waiting for my entire life. Because it's my favorite franchise. Metal Gear Solid, the original PlayStation 1 was my favorite game for a long time until I finally gave in. I was like, Peace Walker's my favorite game now. But to get it here where it's like, it has the trophies. <laughs> it has the <laughs> platinum from the jump. It's beautiful. The gameplay is solid. And there's so many reasons to replay it. And it was interesting coming in, the, when Ground Zeroes had hit, I had taken a day off work, and I'm like, I'm going to sit here and get 100% in this game, and I'm going to just destroy it. And I jumped in, and it didn't never felt right to me. I felt like I was getting captured too easily. I was getting spotted. I wasn't having fun with it. And so that turned me off, and I dropped away from it. I mean, I beat it, but I never went back for the 100%. And going into this, I was concerned if I was going to feel that way about yeah. Phantom Pain, right? But from the jump, just I think the 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 level of detail in each one of the levels and the ability to hide and get lost and get away from bad guys that was the thing that like is the game changer for me right where it's like it would be like you know it felt like in ground zero somebody would see me and we'd get that like slow motion thing and i wouldn't be able to shoot him in time or i'd get caught on the way out this one it seemed like i was able to use that to my advantage to actually get away hide get in a cardboard box get into a dumpster do all these different things to get away from the people who are coming at me yeah i mean it's you know this is the phantom pain is an open world game right but ground zeros didn't really have that aspect to it it was more of an open format experience but 
Camp Omega was was pretty small, and there were you know guards everywhere. It was yeah. really hard to get away. But in the Phantom Pain, you really do have so many more different angles of attack, uh, you know, or to sneak in and to sneak out if you really have to, to sort of you know uh, reset that that mission, if you will. Sure. Yeah. yeah that was the thing. Is like I think it's you know it's so cliche now to be like tackle mission any way you want. But, but this it's one, true. This one really felt like that, right? Because I would go back and replay the missions, especially because it's just like you know uh, Peace Walker, where all right, you have night vision goggles, and then three hours later, I've upgraded my night vision goggles, and they do this on top of that. So I go back to these other missions to try to get the VIPs I couldn't get, or try yeah. to get through this with get an S ranking rather than this, and so. To go back and suddenly be able to play it a completely different way, you know, to go back and, all right, now I want to do this mission at night rather, you know, I, I, I it took me a while to get my head wrapped around that of like, oh, like, I want to play every one of these missions at night and put on my night vision goggles. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that to me, you know, it, it's a game, Metal Gear is typically a game where you sort of progress, you know, through the story, you know, one segment after another, but you really do have the time and the freedom to do whatever you want. And yeah. if that's replaying a mission... You should do it because, you know, changing tonight doesn't only just make, give you the cover of darkness, but it also changes, you know, where guards are on the base, how they behave. Yeah. Uh, what really struck me was when I started seeing guards wearing night vision goggles. Yeah. I was like, no, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> that was supposed to be easier, but yeah, no, it's, it's a great game that is, is really challenging no matter how you play it. And that incentivizes you to go back because of that challenge. So now the thing I've struggled with talking to the other kind of funny guys or just friends who are in the industry, I'm not breaking the embargo economy, I swear, <laughs> about explaining Phantom Pain, right, is the fact that it's open world, but it's not open world in like the way Witcher is open world, right? Where I'm going to all four in the corner and there's an exclamation over here and I get that mission while I'm still on my other mission and I can do whatever and switch them go, right? Before you roll out from, you know, Mother Base or whatever, you are saying like, this is the mission I'm going out in. And you can say you want to go out and just harvest resources. You can get dropped with no mission objective on top of you. Yeah. But I find it so hard to say, well, it's open world, but it's not open world, but it is open world. Because it's like not everything's available on one map. You jump in and can go from point A to point B and do a million things. But there are missions that are like that. And the environments are so big that you can go off and do different things. Like yeah. getting ready for your preview up on GameSpot right now, of course. Uh, it, has it been hard for you to try to figure out how to phrase all of this and put it in? See, I, I guess I do see it as an open world, but it's one that is like segmented because you know initially right you're in afghanistan yeah which is a massive location i mean yeah. kojima says that phantom pain is supposed to be 200 times larger than ground zeros i bet 50 of those camp omegas are in afghanistan alone and uh and you know i actually spent a lot of time doing side ops and sort of taking yeah. those on so i guess in that regard i i felt i never felt pressured to do one thing or another i felt as though i had the freedom to explore the territory you know, uh, work on, you know, getting people back to mother base and upgrading that stuff. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's not exactly the open world that everyone usually thinks of when they when think of something. When you say open world in a video right. game, right, you think like GTA, like there's this yeah. map, there's missions all over it, have fun, which is what this is, but it's not like that the way they no. do it. Yeah, I mean, but you do unlock more missions, right? And, yeah. And there is something to say about how you explore the map because, you know, without going into story details, depending on where you are, you will trigger events that are independent of where you are in the mission timeline. Right. Um, I don't know if you experienced that. The, yeah, again, not story. Yeah. We're not going to get in trouble for spoiling the story. But yeah, I was like, oh, I'm taking – what I loved about it, right? Because for me, what was happening was I went the opposite way of when, how I played Peace Walker uh, at the review event for Peace Walker mm -hmm. back in the day. Because when that one, I was like, I'm reviewing this. I'm going to play through all the story missions, and I'll get to side ops later. Whereas this one, I'm like, 
I'm going to put two days of work into this, which is great, and I love it, and not have my save ever. So I'm just going to do side op stuff and fool around and see how things work. Okay. So I'd be going off on side ops and be like, oh, okay, now I'm going over here, and you'd go up through the hill or whatever, and then bam, all of a sudden this person would interject that would create their mission that you would have to go do to yeah. find that character, to flesh out that character. Yeah, it's that emergent stuff that right. we sometimes see in open world games. Um, and, you know, personally, like, I I enjoy just going about Afghanistan, like, and then all of a sudden discovering, oh, crap, there's an enemy outpost I didn't see coming. Yeah. And that opens up a lot of gameplay possibilities as well that are outside of missions. Um, so I was, I was able to keep myself busy. And, of course, as you go through the story missions, you then unlock more side ops. And, yep. and as you explore and do things randomly, you also unlock more side ops. I was looking at the, uh, the list of missions at the end of the, the second day. And there are numbers next to the, the missions, so you know, okay, there are this many. Yeah. I unlocked one that was 145. Yeah, it was super Peace Walkery. Where it's yeah. like, yeah, like here's side op mission, whatever, 100 something. Like, geez, Louise. Right. So I'd l- I'd like for those to open up a little bit uh, more frequently. Yeah. But uh, you know, I have faith that like, give it another day with the game or another two that I would have 20, 30 missions that I was yeah. just waiting. To and I think on. that's gonna be the difference, right? Is just the fact of like. I think when I'm playing on my save and I'm being very meticulous about building out my teams and research and getting my points where I need to and sending people out on the outer ops. Just in the, again, it's all just like Peace Walker, but these mm-hmm. systems put in there. That's when it'll be, I think, a little more organic in terms of like, well, now I want to play the story and I want to invest all this time in there. Because I eventually it was like we were, I think, at dinner that night. And somebody's like, oh, and I did this and I found that person. I'm like, fuck, I got to start playing this goddamn story. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just to get to those points to see yeah. how it all flushes out and it flushes to get out and flushes out and comes together not fleshes together even though that would make sense too stem cells <laughs> and the research we're doing they could easily flesh together one day so we're weeks removed from playing it yeah what do you keep thinking about from the game hmm uh, mother base yeah honestly yeah yeah um because you know afghanistan is its own thing but mother base is yours and you put a lot of time and energy into developing it and one of the things that that struck me about it was when you start to build more and more struts that are attached to the main one yeah you have these these long bridges, and I thought, oh, I'll just run across that bridge. Like two minutes later, I'm still running. Yeah, it's like I should have taken that jeep in the beginning. Yep. Like mother base is gigantic, and being able to finally like have a tangible mother base to explore yep. and you know see the fruits of your labor pay off. That's something like you were saying earlier. I want to be more meticulous about developing the different um, you know teams, there. struts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it definitely helps when you're in the field, and so that relationship between you know Snake working solo, but also with a remote team that he's responsible for, that was one of my favorite parts. Yeah, that was weird. I, I When I when I, we started doing it, I'm like, oh, it's like Peace Walker. I'm building a mother base. Great, I'm going to have all the stress or whatever. When it was finally like, all right, cool, now meet me, Snake, on the medical bay. And you're like, okay, well, oh, it's all the way over there. Like, yeah. oh, crap, do I take the, should I get in a helicopter? No, right, that's, yeah, a, that's a realistic consideration. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you actually can go everywhere and do everything on it. And like, for me being the, you know, this Metal Gear nerd, right, I loved all the little things that were in there of like, I think people have seen it in screenshots and stuff, but like when you're out on the battlefield and you get shot, you get covered in blood, you get yep. up dirty, you get filthy, that sticks with you until when you're at Mother Base, you go into one of the shower stalls right, and right. shower off and come out super clean. Yeah. And like the fact you have to go through and like, you know, keep people's morale up by saluting them and oh, talking to them. Oh, by saluting them? What? Dude. You smack a soldier in the face. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Thank you, big Thank boss. You, boss. <laughs> I mean, and then it says loyalty up. Right. Like that is just such a little Metal Gear touch. And Phantom Pain can be really melodramatic, like yeah, of course. any Metal Gear game. Yeah. 
Um, but that's kind of what's nice. And then it's tempered with just the odd sort of humor sure. that's peppered in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like that. Yeah. And like in Mother Base, like some of the side ops were like target practice. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, it'll be like normal target practice. And no, it's like you have to scroll, run up the side of Mother Base and there's all these things and like the t- targets keep popping up all around. It's like, yeah. Jesus, this is like an obstacle course. Yeah, it was challenging. Yeah, you know, yeah but totally. Yeah, it sort of legitimized the presence of that even more. And uh, I'm looking forward to how multiplayer plays out because from what I understand, like the, the core strut will always be there, right? Yeah, like you'll yeah, always yeah. have your mother base, but people can come in and destroy all the things you've made around it. So I really want to know how that plays out. We yeah. got we got no sense of that. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately. We, yeah, yeah, the, the we can't I, <laughs> the multiplayer the Metal Gear Online embargo is next week or right. whatever, and that didn't include any information on that. That was like something they mentioned and stuff, but it's there's still so much to know about this game. The game is yeah. so huge that even now, like I just want to get it. I'm like, can we have it yet? Can we have yeah. it? Can we sit down? Like, I just want to play this thing for hours and hours and hours. Yeah, 15 hours in. I think I was like 8% done. Right. Because it tells you on the title screen, which is just insane. Yeah, day one completion, I think I wrote my note, was yeah 5% <laughs> after a day of playing. Five, yeah, I was you know, at four. Like, Jeez yeah. Louise, it's you know nice. what I mean? Let, let alone everything else. So for me, the thing I can't stop thinking about, and I think it's because, again, I'm playing The Witcher and stuff, is the support system, the buddies. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, I, I, When you start playing, you get the horse right away. You're like, oh, cool, I have a horse, and we're running. And, you know, I can call, it's just like Roach and Witcher. You can call it from any time. It'll run to you. It's not nearly as dumb as Roach. It, it'll appear like right over there, B yeah. to you. You don't have to worry Magically, about it. Magically, yeah. Yeah, exactly, which is great. I don't need. No, it's fine. I don't need any <laughs> sense of realism on where this goddamn horse is materializing from. But as you play then, like, did you unlock D-Dog? I did, yeah. Like, there's this, yeah, I can't tell you, I guess, the mission of how it all happens yeah. or whatever. But you eventually unlock this dog that you've seen in screenshots now that you use the same way. And I didn't understand when I, you unlock D-Dog that it's like, okay, that's one of your buddies. Like, that's right. your first introduction of, like, the horse is a buddy that you can put in your loadout before you go out, and D-Dog is. So you can have one or the other. Yeah, you know and you mean? don't realize you have a choice until D-Dog uh, matures, let's say, to be, yeah. you know, strong enough to go into the field. And so you start with the horse, and the horse is, yeah, it's a means of conveyance. But it's also a really good way to uh, to sneak around the world. I mean, they've shown this in videos before where Snake is coming up and he sees an enemy outpost. So rather than get off the horse, you know, and sort of sneak through, he just sort of flips on to the side of it. Yeah. And uh, that worked really well. I thought maybe it worked too well because no one's going to question a horse just casually yeah, trotting through. Horse through with a, yeah. With a whole bunch of gear on it. Yeah. But there's a lot of things that don't quite make sense when it comes to the mechanics of Metal Gear. Sure. So that aside, I actually enjoyed being able to use the horse for something useful other than getting yeah. from point A to point B. Well, and that was the thing too, is like I jumped on, I'm like, oh, here comes a base. And I'm like uh, for the third time I went yeah. to the side ride and I didn't notice there was another guy on that side too. So he's yeah. like, hey, there's a guy on the side of the horse. Like, oh, <laughs> God damn it. You know what I really want to know? Um, I know we both encountered a bear in the wilderness. Yeah. Oh my God. So I wasn't able to uh, use the Fulton recovery system to send him back yeah because you have to develop it to get something that large back to base i really want to know if that bear can be your buddy if you can have a bear buddy that's i never even you're right i never thought about that, that if i can awesome ride idea. into battle on the back well, of a bear because that was the thing of like when i was unlocking all the struts eventually they did you get to the point where they're like or maybe i'm sending back so many coyotes and dogs or whatever where they're like okay cool like now you have a zoo oh no like i got a strut that's like it's an animal sanctuary where you're sending things back and they're all in cages and you can you can just go there and walk around and read the little things about them and see them in there the things you've captured and sent back. That's so useless, but I like it. I know, right? It's so dumb. But I'm like, yeah, of course I want to do that and send a bear back. That bear right. kept killing me. Dude, I yeah. I mean, the first time I saw him, I was like, whatever, I'll trank him in the head. Yeah. He's so fast. He yeah. took me 10 tranquilizer darts and I was just near death. I couldn't, yeah. I, I kept tranking him and then it was and then he'd get up and hit me. And like when you get a, when you, in Metal Gear Phantom Pain, when you get hit really hard, yeah. like not just like a, a gunshot, you have to like do a whole thing where you like pop your arm back <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. like I, I would get into that animation and then get killed. I was like, yeah. great. But the dog. 
So yeah. the horse you can use to run around and do all these things. Yeah. You can use it as a distra- distraction. I don't know if you ever did. Like I left him in the road at one point and then ran off and then people come up like, what are you? They're like laying oh. on the horn. Like when he, it was one of ones where he had like attacked <laughs> me, like the convoy or whatever. He's like sure. walking the horn. That's, I was like, oh, this is pretty good. That's Just actually really interesting. Blow everybody up or whatever. Yeah. But uh, the dog then, so you lose the mobility of the horse. You have mm-hmm. to be on foot the whole time, but the dog can't will, do, will run with you and do like the little barks and then automatically tag people on your map. Right. Which is super helpful. Super helpful. Like yeah. once I unlock him, I'm running with him the rest of the way, I think. Until I unlock some other buddy i don't even know about probably right but like i mean they showed uh back at tgs they showed quiet as a buddy yeah and she just looks crazy because she can become invisible she can like run at incredible speeds and jump like two stories in the air right right, right. i unlocked her i had her on my team for a while but even then i'm like i don't like killing people so it's like i don't don't have a trank sniper rifle to give you yet so i'm gonna run with the dog who just sees people (laughs) distracts people can run up and bite them fair enough do all these different things and i think you can level him up to being able to kill or something like okay. that. Because for mine, it was just like distraction still. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure that there's somewhere along that line. So you can make them even better and crazier. But I mean, I, it's been, I mean, I'm a Metal Gear fan. And I've already said that. But so like for me, it's just I can't get the game off my mind. You know what I mean? Even playing Witcher, I'm like, this is great. And I've been waiting for a game that, to come along that was just a world I could get lost in. But I'm like, I really want to get lost in Metal Gear. You know what I mean? Just controlling Snake is is such a... It feels really, really good. I mean, the way that the camera bobs when you run. Yeah. You know, the way the controls are so tight and you can quickly go from a sprint, you know, diving, uh, you know, pop back up, snipe somebody, you know, keep sprinting around. I mean, a lot of games let you do things like that. But there's something about the way this game plays. It just felt so freaking good. Yeah. And I... You know, I made it past Afghanistan, and I sort of got a taste of what's next, and it, that is what's killing me. Sure, it's like okay, I saw everything in Afghanistan. What is what is there? And you know, we had to leave. We had right. to wait, I know. Had to wait until that, September. That was the huge. That was the huge. You know, fuck you of this event. It was how much <laughs> I loved it, and how crazy it was, and how it was like you don't get your save back and you can't finish the game. And I was like, ah, oh god, because there's so much yeah. cool stuff. Did you? The other buddy I unlocked, and did you get to the the like the little the you've seen it in the trailers? I don't know what they call it, but in the Metal Gear Online trailer, that little mech guy you yes. get in, yeah. Like when I got him, I was like, oh my god, because it's like th- th- my favorite thing about Peace Walker was the ability before we went into a mission to be like, all right, I'm only here for Fultoning guys out. I want to be as sneaky as possible. Give me yeah. everything sneaky, and then it was like, I'm gonna replay this boss battle to get something cool out of it. So I don't care. Give me all the you know the tech to kill people with. Yeah. And so to have this goddamn tank you get in and run around <laughs> and like run around like a stupid it's foolish as hell man like, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah it's totally like whatever i won't you yeah. but even just for, for tra- traversing the environment right yeah. like i i unlocked it late in, in day two so right, it was like yeah. all right well i won't take the, you know d horse i'll take d robot or whatever the hell it's called and climb in and you're just like skating across the sands of yeah. afghanistan i was like yes i saw somebody else using him and he sort of got into a battle with a bunch of soldiers and yeah. that thing was such a hindrance because he was trying to use it to escape yeah not happening no 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 yeah yeah uh, I'm curious to see how that evolves too, because if you can level up other other buddies, I'm yeah. sure you can level up that guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, man, I was like, I'm so ready for this game now. You yeah. know what I mean? And like, it's that's what sucks is the fact that the story here's. I mean, everything that seems to be happening with Konami and Kojima sucks, right? Like, yeah. like what is happening? Are they breaking up? Is he? Are are they unhappy? Who's who's what's hap- What are they doing anymore? You know what I mean? And it sucks that that's been the narrative for this game that really feels like the culmination of everything Hideo Kojima's built for Metal Gear. A little bit. It, it is kind of tragic. Um, I had the unfortunate privilege of being the vector for a lot of that that stuff. Um, and, you know, like, it sucks because Kojima has done such a great job of making Metal Gear a series that people, like, really care about, you yeah. know, over a long period of time. And he's no doubt made Konami a lot of money. Okay, their business is changing, right? But... 
assuming that everything I've heard and everyone now believes is true, that he's just sort of like unceremoniously stripped of his executive position yeah. and became a contractor. Like, what a bitch way to get rid of someone who's done something, you know, for your company for years. Like, yeah. maybe Konami is worried that he was getting too, you know, too big, right? And uh, and Metal Gear was no longer Konami. It was just Kojima. And yeah. I'd, I'd yeah. say a lot of people probably thought that, but... I still feel like there there must have been something they could have done to work this out, but you never know. I mean, maybe Kojima's like a jerk in the office. Yeah, for all we know, knocking coffee cups out of people's hands. Yeah, being a complete asshole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's the thing. Is just like you know, I I hope that now that people can talk about the game, and yeah. then once people get their hands on the game, at least that's the narrative people start talking about again. Is how yes. good this is, and how how this seems like everything he's ever wanted to do with a Metal Gear. You know what I mean? You talk about Peace Walker originally trying to be like Metal Gear 5, and here yeah. we are. We have this game that seems to be firing on all cylinders, right? Like, when I, yeah. I think back of, like, the stuff I didn't like about it, I kind of blame the event, not in a bad way, but, like, you know, like, I didn't... I wasn't super connected to the story. You know what I mean? Like, I'm running around, I want to kill everything, pull some people out and see as much stuff as I can. But when I sit here and i am got, you know, the surround sound on and the lights are down and I'm playing it, yeah. I, I imagine I'm going to be more tied into what exactly is happening with Big Boss this time. Yeah, I mean, at the event, we had people, like, circling us to make yeah. sure like, yeah, yeah, certain yeah. things were transpiring or not transpiring. And it was a bit of an uncomfortable event. But that, you know, this is the missing chapter in the Metal Gear Solid saga. Yeah. Or just the Metal Gear saga. I mean, this takes place before the original game. We get to see Big Boss transition into, you know, the the demon that he is yeah. to Solid Snake. Yeah. And I hope that that is, you know, one element that really makes this game stand out after it's released. And yes, people can talk about, wow, what a fantastic conclusion to the Metal Gear story. Yeah. You know, rather than, oh, how does this represent Kojima at this point in time? Like, sure, 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 sure. He's sure, interesting, sure. but the game is more interesting. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So now... How did you feel uh, about the way... We can't talk about story specifics, yeah. obviously, but the way they used Kiefer Sutherland in Snake. I like David Hayter. It means, but, oh, I love David Hayter. Yeah, yeah, but I think he had a very campy quality to him that, mm -hmm. you know, that's part and parcel with, you know, the, game the role. Yeah, and, like, I appreciated that. But Kiefer Sutherland's voice, especially, like, in Ground Zero, I was like, I thought he did a good job. Like, he embodies someone who I imagine Snake to be outside of the ridiculousness of Metal Gear. Sure. Um, but you don't hear him talk very much. Right? That was the, the thing Pain. that blew my mind playing yeah. Phantom Pain and even Ground Zeroes. But now that we got two days with Phantom Pain, right, is that there were cutscenes where you're, this, you're, you know, this guy is talking to you. Yeah. And he would take a breath, and I was like, and here comes Snake. And then the other guy would keep going, and he would keep going. Yeah. And it was one guy, like, all this exposition from one person with Snake never interrupting. Yeah. And I was like, that feels so weird. Like, how is this working? What is going on? It's a bit strange, right? But, like, if you look back in Big Boss's history, he's been... F can I swear? I don't know if I can swear. Yeah, you can totally swear. Okay, Fuck. yeah. Fuck. <laughs> he's been fucked over many times by people that he trusts. And, you know... Then that culminates in him falling into a coma because he was deceived in Ground Zeroes. And yeah. That guy's got to be shaken up like crazy. Sure. You know? And so part of me, like those scenes where he's in the helicopter and the camera's kind of focused on him, you know, he's slumped over. He seems contemplative and solemn. And, and I, I kind of wonder if a lot of his silence is due to the fact that that guy has just been beaten to hell. Yeah. And he's tired. But it's, it's hard to tell. I mean, is it because, I don't know, like they didn't want Kiefer to impart too much of himself on the character, so they only used him in critical moments. Yeah. Or is there something related to the story? Well, that what's fascinating it? for me, and this is another thing, I think it was on day two at lunch, we were sitting around talking. We, we were, I think it was Jose and I from IGN where we were talking about this, and he's like, 
Yeah, but have I love the fact that they're using the briefing cassettes to replace codec conversations. And I'm yeah. like, what do you mean? And he's right. like, before you go into mission, you can click square or whatever and listen to this tape that's basically a codec conversation. And so when I sat down and did that, that's where it's all Kiefer Sutherland, right? Where he's like, that's true. he's talking, 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 and they're having a conversation. And so I don't know if it was the desire to get you in and out of gameplay faster like you know what i mean like for years kojima's t- taking it on the chin right that i'm watching a movie i'm not playing yeah, the game he's yeah. like, well fuck you here you go you know what i mean like, right here's this optional story you get to go this way uh we've you know in mission it is there is no codec like i'm gonna sit and talk to you it's like all right hey uh Oslo's telling you something miller's telling you something this information's being delivered to your ear you're not talking back to them really just go do your thing yeah and that was a cool I, it took me a while to get used to that because I, you know, whenever I remember in Ground Zeroes, right, when for the first time Snake talks and it's like, oh, like, that's just so weird. It's so weird not to have it be Hater. It but is. now to have it like what you're talking about, be a different character in a way, right? Like he's not in the same place Solid Snake was, let alone where Naked Snake was in Metal Gear 3. Yeah. I'm not making excuses. I love Hater. I wish he stuck around, but it does feel like a very different big boss, a different snake that we're playing as. Yeah, he's definitely a more serious character, um, which I think honestly plays his game favor because I'm ready for a Metal Gear that that um, is even more melodramatic, if that's possible, sure. you know? Yeah. So I think Kiefer is doing a pretty good job. I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for it. I don't care, whatever. I, mean, it. <laughs> I, I, I think he's doing a good job too. It's just wrapping your head around that. Yeah. You know what I mean, like that, yeah. that's still so weird every time. Cause I'll forget about it. Yeah. And then I'll pop, you'll see a trailer. You'll play the, we get to play the game and it's like, Oh, right. Like but there are moments in the story where like, you know, the action really calls for the sort of reaction you get out of Kiefer. And then when you have that relatability to the character, I think that's when it clicked for me more than just a sort of casual side conversations. Sure. 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 Yeah. They're doing a lot of good characterization stuff. I'm flipping through my notes to see what I can talk about that. Mm. I'd love to talk more about quiet, but I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah. She's, she's interesting. Uh, I like the, I like you talking about this a little bit, doubling back to mother base, the customization stuff of it, Mm. the ability to like make it yours color wise, logo wise, have your logo pop up, do that stuff. And then, uh, for me, it was like, going through and doing all the ridiculous stuff of developing new camo patterns and then yeah. eventually getting the sneaking suit. That's yeah, like right? so Metal Gear Solid 1. I was like, yes, fuck yeah. all the fatigues. I want him I know. in that. That, yeah. took, that took so many credits to buy, yeah. <laughs> but that was the yeah. only thing I cared about at that point. And that was the interesting thing too. Um, I thought it was, when you first started playing, I felt like I was swimming in credits. And I'm like, yeah. oh, this is so easy. This right. is, you know, this is even easier than Peace Walker. And then eventually the grind hits. Yeah. Where all of a sudden it's like, oh, you want the sneaking suit? Well. Yeah. I mean, you can get the base components like for you know all the equipment you need to actually do a good job. But if you want to feel like that much more empowered, like in the battlefield, like yeah, you got to put some work in to yeah. really get all that stuff. And uh, like find like searching for diamonds like in the environment. Right. I guess I never really searched for them, but I would always find them. Like, in the weirdest scenarios. Like, maybe I was going to hide underneath a bridge with soldiers sneaking over me. And while I was crouched down, I'd see, oh, wait, there's a little glimmer. Yeah. You know, 10,000 credits right yep, there. Yep, 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 that, yeah, yeah. Th- Those guides are going to be invaluable when people yeah. start putting those together. Because, like, when you're out there in the field, you're gathering resources to come back and use. And, like, there's medical resources and food resources yeah. and all stuff to use on your base and do all this stuff. But then, yeah, there are diamonds littered around that you can then use for your diamond dogs and do all this stuff and get all your uh, resource points or GMP, they call them, right? And right. And put them into, you know, researching this and burning that and doing this and it's like that's where it's really going to come down to because on your map it starts displaying where things are going to be in the area mm-hmm. yeah your intel develops and they can tell you like yeah oh you found this around here we've seen that around there yeah. and for me that that feels like the uh 
rabbit hole of mining planets in Mass Effect or exobite farming in DC Universe Online, where I'm going to be like, I don't feel like doing any of the missions right now, but I want to make progress. So I'm going to go into the open world map and just run around for an hour listening to a podcast doing that. I really want to see how deep that system can go in terms yeah. of what you can unlock. Because um, the the things that, that I saw during our gameplay session, like you had a grid of different equipment and different grades, but... I felt like, you know, if I put another 10, 15 hours into this, I'll unlock everything. Yeah. But for all intents and purposes, this game may be 100 hours, and I would really like to be able to continue to unlock stuff. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Did you get to the point where you could upgrade your box to have the woman on it? <laughs> the bikini-clad woman? I upgraded it to uh, a soldier. Okay. I had a soldier on it instead okay. of a woman. I, had, I put the bikini-clad woman on it from the trailers or whatever, and I remember seeing the trailer and being like, what a, what a dumb konami kojima it's dumb. thing it's but dumb. then but it's so satisfying to use it is. you know what i mean like you'll pop up and the guy runs over and he's like oh and then you can like do the slow motion throw it open yeah. draw your gun and yep. trank him i'm like oh that feels so good the coolest thing that happened to me with the box was a total accident but you can run around with it sort of on your torso yeah and then you can dive out of it so i was running over to like the precipice precipice of a hill yeah and i did the diving mechanic but rather than like dive out of the box he do- he dove with the box and it was like a sled I went down the hill no way, inside really? the box. Yeah. See, there's so many little things like that exactly. that I want to find and stuff. And yeah. like, I love the... I thought it was very interesting the way they varied enemy encounters. Mm-hmm. Because for the while, it is like, oh, there's the outpost. There's four guys. Trick them all, whatever. Sure. Fulton them out. Yay. But then there was the one uh, mission or whatever you want to call it where there was like that giant bridge. Yeah. And that that gave me such trouble because you have to get through there, but you have to get something or I think it was maybe interrogate somebody. And it gave me such trouble because there were so many people and they were all on things. But then when I had the box later on, I came back and did that again. And it was like a completely different mission now because I can distract the guards who are giving me trouble, take them out and then, you know, infiltrate a different way. Yeah. I mean, the, the game starts you off with pretty modest um uh you know missions. But yeah, yeah eventually you come across things that the scale is just so intimidating. Yeah. You're like, I don't know why I was confident going into this. Yeah, exactly. I am right? screwed. And then when you feel when you hit that moment where it all works though, right? There was like right. one that I was like for me it was like one of those like lead up to the GTA heist things where it was like I think we had to C4 on this tanker and then mm-hmm. you needed to blow that but also over, across the other side of the map, you know, tanker or t- tinker with this thing. And so when I finally did it, that's when people on the other side by the tanker were waking up and be yeah. like something's wrong. We don't and I'm like yeah, <laughs> and like there's like color all through the windows, and I'm like, that was awesome. And then it was like frantic running while everyone's in panic mode to get out and get loose. Did you ever do? Um, did you ever like take out everyone at a location, like not just an outpost, but like a big mission I don't location? Know. So I was going through one mission, and I couldn't find this. You have to like look for a document, I think. Sure. And I kept looking and looking, I couldn't find it, and guys kept crossing my path, and I would take them out. And eventually, it was like, you now own this area. I was like, what? Yeah. Talking to other people, I learned that if you take out uh, the outposts that are along the road yeah. and the communication relays, you actually isolate an environment where they can't call in backup. Mm. So you can totally dominate massive military bases in this game if you want to play it that way or See, you that, can sneak in and no one knows you're there. That makes sense because I was doing the thing where I was on the outposts. I'd take out an outpost and then I'd come back on another. I, I was expecting to be like far, far Cry, right? Where I've taken out the outpost. I own it. Yeah. This is mine now. But I'd come back on another mission and everybody would be back. Yeah. I was like, well, that's kind of lame. But for what you're talking about, that makes sense. Right? Yeah, Take you... everybody out, cut them off, and then go and do it. Yeah. 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 Like, 
yeah, that's every one of these things, man. Like I distracted the <laughs> convoy with the horse that one time. That was great. And then like on that mission, when, before I got to that point, right, like I had set up C4 and I'm like, I'm going to blow them all up at once. And I blew it and only got two of them and two of them got away. And it's like, ah, oh, like. Yeah, because they'll see the explosion and be like, no, yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not an idiot. There's all this problem solving <laughs> that goes into actually trying to figure it out. But then, yeah, to climb the hill, to snipe, to do all this stuff, to just right. really tackle it however you want to. Yeah. I mean, I, I liked Ground Zeroes for that. You know, it, it was a, it was a small location. Yeah. But. I played that game for almost 20 hours because it was just fun to just go in and experiment with different ways of, of accomplishing things. Right, there are so right. many systems in play and so many ways to combine them that, I mean, I, I'm i scared for how long I'm going to play this game. But yeah, I'm also excited as hell. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like, I, yeah, I, I feel like I'm going to be way lost in this one. Like, yeah. I'm lost in The Witcher. I'm having a good time. But, like, I have no... I'll, one day, when, probably when Batman comes, I'm going to stop playing The Witcher and then pick yeah. it up later when, there's the, when I feel like jumping back in. But, like, Metal Gear feels like... I'm going to shut everything off. Right. You know what I mean? Like, this is all I'm going to do. If I'm at home, I'm doing this. Or, you know, take a goddamn portable game screen with me and put it somewhere else. <laughs> um, what haven't we covered that you want to talk about with Metal Gear? Anything else uh, standing out to you? Hmm. That we can't talk about. I know. So that's just the thing. Like, I, the, all the things I want to talk about, like, really badly, we can't. The one thing they put on here we can't mention. Let me make sure I get this right. Yeah. So we can't. Hmm. Well, I don't even know if that's right or wrong. I was going to say. Hold on, look at number, <laughs> I want you to look here at uh, number four, because number four is confirmed, but not not the actual thing, so we can say something about that, I believe, right? Yeah. Because I know number four has news stories about it already. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that has news stories in this that we can't talk about, but that one I think is <laughs> fine. Uh, we can't specifically say the licensed music tracks in this. Right. But they when they were making a big deal about, oh, you're ni- you're going 1984 or whatever, and like they the shirts they had were like the neon 84 colors or whatever, yeah. I was like, oh, that's cool, but why would that matter to Metal Gear? And then when you're there and people are listening to boom boxes with licensed 1980 music, you're right. like, that is awesome. And you can take the tape and then you can put it in the ear cassette yeah. thing. And you can, I didn't know this. I, Jose told me this after the fact when we were drinking beers. The fact that you can set it to be your like helicopter theme oh, yeah. song. It's yeah. so, like your theme song comes, or your helicopter <laughs> comes in playing your favorite song from the 80s. I was like, that is awesome. I mean, you can also have like a really impactful, like military related song, you know, that sort of announces yeah, you're yeah, coming yeah, yeah, yeah. or just be a jerk and roll in playing something like super poppy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's what I'm going to do for sure. Yeah. But once I figured out you could take tapes, it was everything I could do to find every boombox out right? there. It's like, Ding. and that was, that was the best thing too. You know, eventually I, uh, upgrade the binoculars so yeah. that they have the sound too so you're right. listening in on conversations but like, then you'll wait, be going what was that? What was you'll that? just catch like the faint and you're like wait where's the boombox forget like, what i was doing that is point number one i'm getting that boombox and getting out of here safely yeah. yeah so anything else i just can't wait i just want to play the game me too man and yeah. i, I want to talk about the story with other people yeah i want to i just want it i want the game soon enough peter brown okay are you sure i mean what, September 9th? Is that right? Is that right? September 1st? First? September 1st. First. That was close. September. <laughs> it's close enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's what we think about Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. You can tell us what you think in the comments from what we talked about. Uh, if you're watching this live as I've posted it, I'm over on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames answering your questions. Uh, if you've already missed that, somebody probably already asked your question, you can go to twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames and watch the on-demand archive, and you'll catch up on everything I said there. I probably violated the embargo and flushed my whole career down the toilet. That's right. Somebody trapped me. They're like, oh, over here on GameSpot, Peter said. I was like, oh, if Peter's saying it. And I'll check it out an hour later. Like, damn it. You got me Twitch chat. Peter, thank you so much for coming by. Yeah, buddy. Thanks for having me. Um, Your Twitter's been up the whole time, so people can follow you on Twitter. Do it. Go over to GameSpot, read your article. Yeah. I assume you have some kind of video thing going up to? Uh, well, we're working, you know, we had a small video feature planned. We weren't allowed, I was going to go film at Konami studio. They're like, no, yeah, like, no. <laughs> no, you can't capture <laughs> nothing like that. No new B roll. So yeah. I've, I'm actually, 
I'm creating a video feature with Mary Kish, who I think oh, I know you know. Her. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, so it's about creators and, and how we perceive them as fans and how maybe they perceive themselves. And this That's is sort of springboarded awesome. from the Kojima thing. But uh, for Phantom Pain, I've got a story about, you know, 15 hours in Afghanistan, everything I did that was unusual and fun. Yeah. And another one on giving birth to Mother Base. Yeah. All right. That we'll check out. that out at GameSpot.com. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, it's been our pleasure to serve you.